Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Rad Podcast. I am producer Brandon from the Rad Radio Show, and uh, fresh back from vacation. A little foggy, a little uh, groggy. Uh, three weeks away, and getting used to not having to wake up at three or three thirty in the morning was quite nice, wouldn't you say, Mrs. Brandon? It was. It was nice not hearing the alarm go off at three a.m. and then again at three fifteen and then again at three thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Those snoozes are vital. They are. Yeah. Um, Where do we start? Well, yeah, I know, right? Do you want to do it in chronological order, right. like by date? <laughs> I think that's the easiest way to do this. I like. I just had the biggest brain fart <laughs> I've ever had in my life. Um, sorry, just trying to get everything dialed in here, and uh, you know, just to be perfectly honest, uh, we had a kind of a, a nice. I wouldn't say it was a nice nap. But it was a nap. It was a necessary nap. It was a necessary nap after uh, after the show today. Um, I had a head cold and I'm tired. Yeah. So <sighs> let's start from the beginning. How about we do you that? You want to go back to December 13th? Yeah, let's go back to the to the first day of our vacation. And I think we spent it... Didn't we go uh, Christmas shopping that day? Um, the, the Friday the 13th? We did. Oh, we went outfit shopping. Okay, yes, things. because we had a Christmas party uh-huh. that night. Uh, one of your friends from high school um, invited us to this this Christmas party that it has every year. It's it's huge. He's a big part of the community. Um, Cochran, Aaron Cochran, he has uh, Cochran Landscapes and Citrus Heights, based out of Citrus Heights, that go all over. Uh, yeah, he has an annual Christmas party that it's like a high school reunion. For you, yeah. yeah, because all these people. Not for you, but yeah. No, I mean they're all great people, and yeah. you know we've we've become uh, we've connected with them. Yeah, and, we've you made know, some friends made through some... the through the group, and it, it it it's always a good time. It's one of those Christmas parties where you know plenty of food. Everybody's super nice. It's totally family friendly too. Like there's nothing like they have an ugly sweater contest, but you don't necessarily you're not forced to be in it. But I mean it's one of those parties where you, you will feel get picked like for games though. You want to get involved. <laughs> they need players. They'll go around and find somebody to play games. And they do those really wacky games where you you're tethered to a partner and you have to use. Each of your one, you know, you you have the ability to use your one hand, but you have to work together as a team, as like Siamese twins, to, to wrap, wrap a present. Right? Um, there's, the there's the saran wrap ball, which we didn't do that one this year. We didn't stick around. And if you've never heard of that, it's <laughs> they basically wrap up a bunch of gifts in a giant ball of saran wrap, and you have to wear mittens. Not mittens. They're giant snow gloves. Snow gloves. Yeah, like but they're basically like, snow gloves. But they're like basically mittens, so you don't even have the fingers. So you're just right. You're well, just trying yeah. To like pry anybody all this that's put on like off. really really stiff like snow gloves that are even too big for your hands you know how hard it is to get anything like grabbing a zipper is a nightmare right so imagine trying to take layers and layers of saran wrap wrap. that is not like it's not like one piece it's like there's many many layers involved and there's like it's really fun and then like it's also played a little bit like uno so sometimes like it reverses um sometimes you get stuck in a like this is another one where i got stuck in a sweater with um uh, someone, Kin, uh, Kinsey, her and I got stuck in a sweater together and we had to help each other unwrap the saran wrap ball. And I mean, it's just funny. You have to bring an ornament, um, <clears throat> something with like the year on it and your name uh, and a dish. And it, it really, it's just fun. So, you know, we went shopping for some outfits. Yeah, and we did. And then the first week of our vacation, after that, after that first Friday, we just spent 
really vegging out, right? I, I can't really. We had some work to do. I, I can't really. Re oh, that's that's why I don't remember because it was almost like a working it week. Was. Yeah. Um, just to pull the curtain back a little bit, uh, I have to put together all these best of shows for the time that we're away. Um, so that there's something that airs while we're off the, you know, the, the reruns that we do. You know what I'm talking about. Um, and there's a lot of work that goes into that. You know, we have to actually time it out perfectly. There's five hours of content that we have to pick out. Um, and then we have to screen all of the audio to make sure that it doesn't have any curse words or mentions people that aren't affiliated with the show anymore, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's a, it's a long process. And, you know, if you have to do it for three weeks, it takes quite a bit of time. It is something that you can work ahead of time, but, and we did, we, I think I did the first week, um, before we went off to vacation, but I had to prepare for those final two weeks of our vacation. So I spent that first week just doing those two, uh, additional weeks of best ofs. Um, and it led us all the way up into the weekend where we, uh, went up to Tahoe I went on a ride along with Pat. Oh, that's right. On before the 20th. We, yeah, before we went to Tahoe, you went, went with uh, Chief uh, Security Chief, Chief Security Pat, Pat. Officer Pat, um, and you had a wild time. Dude, I, it was so much fun. Pat is actually, uh, Pat is going to be bringing in a couple of guys uh, that, that are on the Pig Bowl team. So I think a couple of other officers and the guy who runs it, I, I think he said is a sergeant. I don't remember who, um, but we're going to have a couple of uh, guests, including Pat, on the broadcast uh, for next week, mm -hmm. and Rob will be here too. And we're all going to have a conversation with with Pat and the other guys about the Pig Bowl and um, how long it's been going on, the charities that are involved. Um, in fact, uh, Mrs. Brandon and I we're going to be going to the game, mm -hmm. uh, the Pig Bowl game. I think that's at the end of January. Let me pull up the information here. Was the twenty fourth? Yeah, but uh, let me pull up the information just so I can get it right. Um, but. To talk about your ride along with Pat a little bit. Uh, I, well, so I wasn't sure how long I'd be able to stay awake because the shift was from basically 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. And this was on a Friday night? Friday right? night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it was good weather. It was pretty clear, which meant lots of things could happen. And it was super cold, too. It was cold. Yeah, it was pretty cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, he did tell me to dress warm, and I, I've been having hot flashes, so I was all right. <laughs> was that because of officer pat or? maybe maybe a little of both but uh uh no we um we got to do the full uh, like code three there was a couple What's of that mean so a code three is when you go full sirens like on your mm -hmm. way to somewhere mm -hmm. like you're full blown every light's on every siren's on you're Gotta on your way there. like you 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 get to run the red lights and so you get around town in, in Sacramento, if you're in a cop car, a lot quicker. So fast. Right. You don't have to stop at stop signs or anything. I like it reminded me of the days when it wasn't as crowded and you could get across town in, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Like we hopped all over. So um, Pat is part of the um, like it's the rec and park department. All right. So basically, he's not like he's not like a rent a cop, but he's actually he's no, a full he's a blown sheriff. cop just in the just in the recs and park district right? basically when he's not out responding to calls his basic main objective is to kind of watch over the park systems cool. like and like roll through and flush people out you would not believe how many people you find in the parks that are not supposed to be there at that time oh sure and i think my favorite are the ones that are having sex in their car he yeah that was like our final like one for the night mm -hmm. it went well no it wasn't it wasn't our final one but it was one of the last few of the night um uh 
I told him in the very beginning that I probably was going to bounce out around 10 p.m. because I didn't think I'd be able to make it that long. Make yeah. it that long. And then about 10 p.m. kicks around. It was I think it was like 1030. And I finally went, OK, I'm actually having a lot of fun. And I texted Brandon and I was like, I think I'm going to stay the whole shift because it was really starting to just pick up. Mm-hmm. So I did. I We stayed until I think I don't think I left until like 230, almost four, like three o'clock just because. We had to do an intake one. He wanted to show me the, you know, the system. And that's where you actually took somebody down to the jail. We actually jail took and, someone down. Nice. Um, Book them. Yeah. And it was, it was a little bit busy. It was a Friday. Yeah. But it was fun. I was surrounded by officers. That's awful for you, right? <laughs> oh, it was just horrible. <laughs> the Eight men on, in uniform. The emphasis on the horror. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, we, we did find uh, a couple banging it out in the back of their car. Yeah. Which they had been written a ticket for like two weeks prior. For right. The same thing. He was like, same name couple. Like, same I couple, same yeah, spot. Same spot. <laughs> you think you spread it <laughs> out a little bit, stupid. right? I mean, you're spreading it out in oh the back God. seat. Why not spread it out across because town? People are so stupid. They're yeah. so stupid. Like people, every single person tried to lie to Pat about something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, you can't lie to them. You cannot lie to them about the information that they probably already have on you. Right. If you like, if you even have a license, like the one of the first guys we pulled over, he was like, "Uh, I've got, I've got a, a learner's permit." Dude was on a re, like, sus- no, it was a revoked license. But he he tried to play it off that he was on a learner's permit. Yeah. Yeah, and all that information is in his computer, so he already knows what's up. Seriously, like the information in there goes way back to like it can well, see great. things from like. Forever ago. Yeah. As long as you have a rap sheet, right? It's that they're not showing, telling you like where you ate dinner like No, it's not like months that. Months ago, obviously. It's like, like back years and years and years ago, I had to call 911 on my ex-husband. And that was still in the record. That was still wow. in the record. Wow. Um, You know, and, and it had my old name connected to my old address and so on and so forth. Like it had all of my current information. Um, They had some of my past information, but I have... No speeding tickets. I have no. Fi- there was. I have like the squeakiest, cleanest oh, record. And why I, aren't you, Miss Goody Two Shoes? Like, here's the thing. I've had a fix it ticket <laughs> once before. I've had a windshield ticket. Like, I've had all these things that I've like taken care of. Yeah, but those are just like those are so minor, yeah. and those things are just normal things speeding, that most people get. I got a speeding ticket one time, but yeah. the cop gave me all of the the copies of the the ticket. So he couldn't like turn it in. Oh shit! So I totally got out of the speeding ticket. Wow, you got lucky. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I texted my friend um, Eddie. She was in dispatch at the time. I texted her. I was like, "Hey, um, I don't see the date that I'm like. I'm not popping up. Like, I don't understand. You have just... the white, the pink, and the and the and yellow." The yellow. <laughs> So I sent her a picture and she goes, well, let's hope he still has his job. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. And and the God, best part. That's a, that's a fireable offense. I don't know if it's fireable. He probably would get in trouble for yeah, it or written up or whatever. Written but here's the best part. I was on my way home from the dispensary and I had a bag of weed sitting on my front seat. Oh, that he shit. was hovering over. That could have been an open container or something. No. Right? Oh, because it was in I a was bag. licensed. Yeah. It was in a bag. He probably could have found a way to fuck with me for it, but I don't know why he didn't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I. I don't want to. Clearly, he wasn't paying a, a paying completely attention. Had a very low cut shirt on. It's possible. Uh, it's very possible. Yeah. That'll do. But it. I've never thought to myself, I'm hot enough to get out of a speeding ticket. Are you kidding me? No. You get a low no. cut At shirt at that time, enough? especially not. Yeah, whatever. I was a lot fatter then. 
Maybe he liked the chunky ones. Maybe. Maybe. You like the chunky ones. I do. Um, so, uh, sounds like a, a great time. I'm jealous yeah. that I still haven't gone on a ride along. You gotta. Uh, but that's really cool that you got to do that. And I'm glad fun. that Pat, Pat took care of you. Yeah. He, if, you know, first order of business is get the car washed and then go grab dinner. <laughs> tough, tough gig. <laughs> and you, you, you said oh, you, 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 you put away some Chinese food, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pat can put away some Chinese food. He's like a food locker. Oh, yeah. No, and I didn't realize how much Pat and I had in common, but he basically could just order for me. Yeah. He sat down. He's like, honey walnut prawns, egg rolls. I was like, whatever you're eating, I'm eating. Duh. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you can chew it up and spit it out of my mouth if you want, Pat. Oh, (laughs) yes. Got a honey walnut prawn for you. So nice. <laughs> so the forty uh, sixth annual Guns and Hoses uh, uh, Pig Bowl is going to be on Saturday, January twenty fifth at Hornets Stadium in Sacramento. Uh, One p.m. is kickoff. The kids' fair starts at eleven a.m. It's the uh, longest running charity football game in the U.S. Only eight years shorter than the Super Bowl, and I believe that Pat has played in every single one. Uh, they have raised over one point six million dollars to local charities. That's supposed to be an old man joke. Yeah, I got it. It's a long, long time. I get Pat's it. That's old. Uh, $1.6 million <laughs> that to, not that young, uh, to local charities. Charities that they support are the uh, Firefighters Burn Institute, the Sac Sheriff's Toy Project, and Make-A-Wish Central California. Um, tickets are $10 at the gate, and there's a huge tailgate party, apparently. Oh, um, now that's exciting. Yeah, and I guess uh, it, Pat was saying that people actually camp out the night before, so... It's a big deal. So I, I, I'm looking forward to going. In fact, Pat um, is actually going to try to hook us up with some field passes so that we can watch it from the bench. And I was I was joking with Mrs. Brandon that uh, she can they could they could use her face as the bench uh, if they want to. Gladly. Yeah. Okay. So that'll be a good time. And Pat will be the uh, guest on the podcast uh, next week as well. Um, so after the ride along with Pat, then we went to Tahoe, then we went to Tahoe and it was, it was the, uh, weekend right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. We had to um, drop the dogs off at Dogwoods on the 21st, just so they can have their camping trip while we were off in Hawaii, because on Christmas Eve, we were leaving, uh, we were leaving to, to, to Hawaii. I, was, I wish we could take the dogs with us, but too. we can't, but Dogwoods resort is the place to go. Um, in fact, uh, Teresa, I think just landed yeah, Teresa. In Maui this, today. The one who runs uh, Dogwoods, the, the, the great Teresa from uh, Dogwoods Resort, always goes to Hawaii for a month. Mm-hmm. Well deserved. Usually January. Well, well deserved trip uh, for herself because she does so much work for the dogs, our dogs, uh, the whole, all of our dogs. She on, saves on it the up show. all year. She waits all year. She doesn't take a break for anybody else's dogs. But this one month, yeah. she saves it all up and she goes in this one month. Yeah. So she's she's enjoying uh, paradise on earth where we were for a week um, as we speak. So if you're trying to get, get the dogs up to Dogwoods Resort this month, sorry, not, not going to happen. I feel like we, we just we've like actually passed a... the baton from people. It was like yeah. Rob and Christina and then us, us and, and now, now Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we actually got a couple of emails today saying, oh, no, what am I going to do? Dogwoods is closed this month. Yep. I have a last minute trip. Um, so Even I'm... I want to board my dogs for my birthday weekend, but I can't. <laughs> Your birthday's coming up. You're going to be what? 45? Fuck you. <laughs> you fuck. 35. Somebody's not getting laid. Oh, shit. <laughs> 35. Right? You going to buy me another pair of Lulus for that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> 35, 35, yeah. yeah. I was um, born in 85. Uh, and we're going to have a, a, a pussy potty. Pussy potty. Uh, 
<laughs> we'll get more instead we'll, of a birthday party. We'll we'll get we'll, we'll get, get into that into that uh, a little bit later. We got some more things to talk about, right? Like, but ta- um, but Tahoe. When we went to Tahoe the Sunday before Christmas, we went to go meet up with our friends Chad and Carissa and uh, their daughter Kalisi. Um, great family. We absolutely love them to death. They're huge rad fans, but more importantly, they're great friends of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, who is that? That is not me. I'm sorry. Turn off your damn phone. I'm trying. I've It's been on loud because our photographer, Stephanie, our lovely photographer that you've all seen out at our place. Brian had her, she had her baby this morning. Congratulations, Stephanie. Oh, I've been a little glued to my phone. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Tahoe, Carissa, Khaleesi, Chad. Yeah, so we wanted to meet up with them and have some dinner before Christmas uh, because we, we don't get up there often enough to hang out. Um, and this is our, our opportunity. And on our drive up there, change. on our drive up there, uh, you you drove. Because, I drove because I'm a seasoned snow driver. And it was and it was really coming down that night. The snow, it, the snow came in pretty hard. It, it was really cool. But once we got up to the pass, that's when traffic chain really control kicked in. Yeah, chain right control, about. but and and it's it, just just before strawberry. Yeah, and so there was a big backup, and it took like forty five extra minutes for us to get through. What, like an hour? Yeah, it was yeah. like an hour and a half. It's an extra hour. So if we're, where we're traveling, it's usually about an hour and a half yeah. to two hours it took to, us about to get to Tahoe. Half, almost four hours to get there. And the entire time I was sitting in the passenger seat with my laptop hooked up to the Bluetooth speakers, and I was... And a hotspot. And had spotted that. Hotspot. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, you hotspotted your I had to hotspot my phone so that I can have the internet to upload all the audio that I was working on, because I was still yep. working on uh, vacation best ofs, because it's yep. just such a time-consuming process. Uh, so, fortunately, I was able to get a lot of it done before we even got up to uh, Chad and Carissa's. Yep. Um, so, thank you for that. Um, but it was, and it was a really cool experience because it was, you know, we didn't really have anywhere to be like right away. Yeah. We had gone up there with the intention of, well, if we need to get a room, we can. And we ultimately ended up doing that because once we were on the pass and we were stuck in that yeah, traffic, we on, you, I, you just said, just pull up the app. Let's get a hotel well, room yeah, because we, we it's going to be impossible. We got a dinner yeah. at like seven o'clock. And then we're going to hang out. We're probably yeah. going to have a cocktail at dinner. We wouldn't have been leaving till 10 o'clock. And minimum. there's no way. And that, chain I mean, control was setting in at like four. There's probably two feet of snow on the ground. Yeah. It was just like, it wasn't icy. So no, it, it was wasn't really powdery. hard to get through. It was, and it was beautiful. Beautiful. And I so but, we just decided, <laughs> let's just stay here. Let's have, yeah. let's have a little well, winter wonderland. When we got to, when we got to about Echo Summit. I think I had said book a room when we were a little bit further back before we lost signal. And then we got about the summit and I realized just how big the snowflakes coming down and how fast they were coming down. Um, A video later popped up from Alpine Meadows from like the top of the mountain where they were having like 100 mile an hour winds and it was like whiteout conditions. So and that was over that night that we were there. And I just I was so I don't know. I was just, there was no way I was going to want to drive home in that. We would have been white knuckling it all the way home. Yeah, it's not worth it. So we ended up getting a, getting a room with the hotels up there in South Lake. Um, and oh, we stayed at the Mont Blue. It was Yeah, they're not paying fancy. us. They're not paying us to, to say that. It's no. just, you know, it's just, that was the hotel Warm, we picked. It was cozy. Uh, honestly, we it was use, affordable. we use that hotel tonight app sometimes. Yeah, when, love it. When, when we're just, you know, have a spontaneous trip or something, and you can get some really good deals on yeah. rooms. And the, I felt like we were lucky that we even got one 
for that for the price we did because it was the Sunday before mm-hmm. Christmas, and I just imagined it would be super busy, and it really wasn't. It was it was actually pretty mellow and, and laid back, and we had a great dinner with, with uh, Chad and Carissa and Khaleesi. Which um, the, uh, the boathouse? The Wait, boat? No. Was it, it wasn't the boathouse, the Beacon. Sorry. Yeah, we went to the Beacon in South Lake, which is this little local gem up there. And if you don't know about food, it, good. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah, <laughs> stay we didn't away. talk about it. Stay Please. away from the Beacon. Stay out of my little hole. <laughs> it's delicious, but you don't want to be there. It's Mm-mm. it's just it's only for the locals. Oh my god, it was so beautiful though, because the snow, it was snowing, and so it was all black outside, and the lights lit up the snow. So so all you saw was that like iconic like black window with and the white snow, white like, snow like like blowing. And then the wind would blow, and it'd just be like snow flurries everywhere. And yeah, it was it was really special, and I so beautiful. And it was, it was quiet. It was so silent because that's when it's so silent when it snows. Yeah, and then we went to uh, we 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 slept we slept, and then we got up early, and we decided we were gonna get some breakfast before uh, we headed down the hill. We went to the Red Hut. Was that mm-hmm. where we went? The Red Hut uh, yeah. Cafe. That's when we took the picture. Yeah, and that was our that was our before picture because it will be it would have been twenty four hours later that we would be in the opposite climate. I think I was literally checking in on our Hawaiian Airlines flight, and I said, "I have an idea for a picture." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and then twenty four hours later, we were on our our way to Oahu, mm-hmm. um, and it was a wonderful flight. We th- this is the first time we've actually taken Hawaiian Airlines, and we normally do like a vacation package through United, so. United Airlines doesn't have really any direct flights to uh, Hawaii that we've experienced. So we've always had like layovers in San Francisco or L.A., Mm -hmm. sometimes for an hour, sometimes for longer, Um, especially coming back. It's been there's there's the longer layovers. But this was our first time we decided, you know, let's just spring for it. Let's do Hawaiian Airlines. I got a better deal anyway. And we didn't we didn't need to book a room because we got we got hooked up with with our good friend, uh, Oahu Dave. Um, who's also known as Kaviki. Is that how you pronounce it? I believe so. K-A-W-I-K-I. I, I'm, I'm so confused about the W's right now. I'm not. And we talked about this. And yeah. I think I'm right. Like I, I, I need to look this up. Yeah. So if it's if the W at the beginning of a Hawaiian word uh, is at the beginning, then it's the W sound. W, right? Like yeah, Waikiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waimanolo. Waimea. Waimea. Right. So. Yeah. When it's in the middle, White or if, if it's if it's uh, before or after, a, if it's after a vowel, then it's the V sound. So, so we stayed in in Ava Beach, but it's E W A. So I was always pronouncing it Ewa Beach. Right, same here. Um, but as soon as we got there, we were corrected pretty much right away. It's Ava Beach. No, um, Christina corrected me a while back. She was oh, like, she? "It's Eva," and I said, "Really?" And then, yeah, no, it's definitely. And she lived there for three years, so definitely Eva Beach. And then. We, um, so I always thought it was Hollywood, Holly away for the North Shore, but it's Holly Right. And I went, Oh, Holly Yeah. Yeah. Holly Yeah. So I think that's what the, it's a difficult language to figure out. It's definitely, and it's mostly, (laughs) yeah, mostly vowels. So it's, it's, uh, it's tough. Um, but the, uh, so, so Oahu Dave was our generous host. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, him and his family, um, his sister Michelle, uh, his uh, brother-in-law uh, Blue, Blue, or uh, what? what Cap- Captain Warren. Captain Warren, but he his, his name name's is Blue. They, they go by he goes by Blue. His mom calls him Blue. Everybody calls him Blue. And his mom Lynn, absolutely amazing lady. We got to spend some time with with the family on a uh, a They're private boat. Ryan. 
private private boat trip, uh, which we'll get to in a second. But mm-hmm. a big thanks to Oahu Dave, who is a big, huge listener. He's been listening to the show for 20 years. Um, and they, the, the, their family runs multiple houses that currently can't be listed on HomeAway or, or, or... Some weird new ordinance. The, some and- kind of weird ordinance that doesn't allow them to put their properties online uh, for vacation rentals, which, which that's what these places are. Transpired last year. So he reached out to us. We set the date at the beginning of the year, like January, almost alongside our other Hawaiian trip. And then right before we got to the Big Island in June... That's Walter. <laughs> um, Dave emailed us and told us what had happened. And so, you know, we were anxious to kind of see how this transpired. Um, so they do need your support if you guys want to go to Oahu. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's where I was, what I was getting at is um, the, the one house we stayed in was a plantation style house. It had a large uh, a plot of land that Ooh. led to a private beach. So it was the, the way that I that I described this experience staying in this plantation house in Ava Beach was almost like getting the local treatment mm-hmm. where it was you you're you're surrounded by locals there's not any touristy things or places or resorts we've got your creature comforts you know restaurants there's fast a golf food. course down the road but uh, it's not super busy the golf course which by the way and the the Ava Beach golf course has an amazing restaurant which oh by the way i'm i'm posting photos our photos our vacation mm-hmm. photos alongside with this podcast so um if you clicked over from radradio.com the photos will be posted there as well but i'll also be posting a link uh, through the rad podcast group which you can find on facebook.com uh, just go on the search bar type rad podcast if you're not a member already just click the join and uh, we'll accept you right away um and that so we'll post all these pictures all this food that we're going to talk about here and the property that we went to um, but if you want to stay at Ava Sands, which is uh, the location we were at, um, just reach out to us at rad at radradio.com. Just email us and we will uh, get you in touch with Oahu Dave. Um, we're, we're hoping that we're going to work something out where we can make it a little bit easier for people to book trips through Dave um, and, you know, the possible advertisement, not quite sure, advertiser, but not quite sure it's still in the works. Um, but I absolutely will pass along your information to Dave. If you want a, uh, a beautiful, private, uh, secluded uh, experience, but living more of the local lifestyle rather than the whole Waikiki experience. And this is specifically for Oahu. Um, there's not just this plantation house. There's a yurt there's which is really nice it's got an ac unit it's got a fridge it's got a tv it's got its own washer and dryer and its own bathroom while that is detached it's still covered and it's like and you're in paradise i mean walking from the the this this yurt which is basically like a super fancy tent it's just this it's just this dome style circular tent which it's called a yurt google it um it's the, nice. the, the bathroom is separate it's from it. It's got a floor. It's got a kitchen. You said kitchen, right? It's uh no, I it's got a what It's kind of like a kitchen. Like a little, little kitchenette. kitchenette. Yeah. yeah. Um and well, I think I we we were talking about wanting to stay there next time we yeah. go just to it, have that experience. I think he said it was only $75 a night. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to quote I'm not totally too many of the yeah, prices don't don't that, quote that me on that that but, does change. And and so But it's really affordable. That was that's his whole point. The point it's is really affordable. Super affordable. It's like it, it, 
either that or you want to spend $800 a night at the resort, you know, 30 minutes away. To swim in a sea of people. Right. We'll get to that point. Yeah. And so with, with, uh, with, with this location and multiple other properties, I think they have like five, like five or six other properties um, Several, that I they know. maintain. Um, on top of that, they also do private boat charters on their catamaran, which can be catered. It could be like a half day where you, mm-hmm. you, you just, which is what we did. You go out there in the morning, you cruise around uh, uh, the, the southern part over to the western side of Oahu. Yeah, and we left you, from Ko'olina. And then you go check out Electric Beach. You go up the coast and you can just look at the, the beautiful mountains and to he see. He took us to the most like westerly point of the island. Yeah. We scooped up there and then we came right back down to. And to see the island from that perspective is a completely different experience. And this is the first so time. Beautiful. This catamaran is a sailboat. And yeah. it, this sailboat is actually built so that one person can mm-hmm. can man it and maintain it and and do it. And uh, in fact, this particular catamaran uh, wasn't always shipped, was, wasn't always stationed in Oahu. Dave, Dave and, and Blue. Blue actually sailed it from California all the way yep. to Oahu. And it took them 16 days. 16 days, yeah. which is, it, it sounds really fun. But, but being on that small, this, it's not like a small boat, but it's a cramped space. And if you're on the bedrooms. middle, if you're in the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. with, you know, four, f- four or five guys um, for 16 days, I mean, that sounds like a great t- time for you and me. Mm-hmm. I mean, stuck with guys in the middle of the ocean. It's not that bad of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what, you're like me. You get seasick. You got seasick going down below. I did. Yeah, got a little it, was a, it was a little choppy. And once I went down into the bathroom, like, I wanted to check out the bedrooms and stuff because it's a really cool catamaran. Um, again, we'll be posting a lot of pictures of, of this stuff too. Um, but this is just one of those services that they provide as as the uh, the, the the homestead people um, that provide these vacation rentals. And Which it's just it's, it's like an additional way more service. affordable to do it that way than you, if you were to to book a private charter. Through another company, yeah, like it, on outside this, of it, and on this, uh, on this, this half day trip that we took, it ends with a snorkel, uh, snorkel experience right there at Electric Beach, um, which is so much better when it's a small group and not one of those chartered snorkel mm-hmm. uh, experiences because you've got tons of people around you. This is way more intimate. You can you, you have a lot more freedom. Um, it's safe. But you have a lot more space to work with. Yeah, and you're not that, getting yelled at to stay within your little wedge. Right. And that was our that was our one and only time that we really got to go into the water because uh Oh, the surf was terrible. It was. It well, was, for which, us, it was great for surfing, apparently. Yeah, the the eddy was coming in and, and the mm-hmm. all of the traffic on the North Shore was building up because those swells were coming in and the surfers were expecting the big one. And we I guess it came It came like the day New Year's Day. Was it it was New Year's Day. Yeah. We were Getting ready to leave. It was yep. on Maui, yep. Jaws, and two surfers double barreled the one of the biggest waves mm-hmm. and like set a record mm-hmm. while we were sitting in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> but let me but they're like just we caught the tail end of um a hurricane out of Japan on Which is which is Christmas what, Day. Which is what I, I wanted to bring up because <laughs> we got there Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um and when we our, our whole plan was to just 
veg out, kind of get our bearings on Christmas Eve. We got some groceries. Got some groceries. We ended up, up we ended up finding a Chinese food restaurant oh right God. around the corner from our uh, our little plantation like house. Like point eight miles. Uh, I think it's Ava Beach. Ava Point. Ava Point Chinese, Chinese. restaurant. Um, so if you're ever in town, you have to check this Chinese food restaurant out. Super cheap. Reasonably cheap, like super great like prices. Cheaper than our normal place for, here in Ro- in Roseville. Right, super great food. Um, but the one, the showstopper that they have there are their crab rangoons. He's not even a big fan of ch- the crab and cheese rangoons, but I, now I never really was. But after this trip, I've had multiple different versions of rangoons, and I've been craving rangoons <laughs> ever since. <laughs> We, we've been on this trip. Like I, It's dream, amazing because they're like my favorite. He would never eat them. I dream of Rangoons now. <laughs> it, it, you know, normally when you get these ch- crab cheese Rangoons from Chinese restaurants, most of the time uh, they're they're like really cheesy. Or they're like And they have those imitation crab chunks. Chewy. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, it's hit or miss when you find a good restaurant that, that makes some excellent crab cheese Rangoons. Mm-hmm. This place, they used like Filo dough. It was um, was like flaky, almost pastry. It was was more like a pastry dough. Right. It was very soft. It was was very flaky and layery. And and on the inside, on the inside, it was like you could actually see the shape of the vegetables. It was not only were there like little perfect chunks of of vegetables that you don't normally get in Rangoon's Mm -hmm. uh, here in California, apparently, or at least we're just going the wrong places, but they also have giant chunks of crab meat it was so good. and the cream cheese was so faint it, and it was it, but it was the like, perfect consistency of it was just enough and to oh, keep everything flaky. together oh, it's so, it wasn't crumbly oh, some rangoons can oh, get like chunky and like crumbly almost because oh, it's so like good yeah oh so i don't know if it's like a fat content in the cream cheese or what <laughs> yeah but and then, this was this was one of of a couple of different trips that we took to this chinese restaurant this just to get like the three times. yeah oh, so good <laughs> um so that that was our christmas eve and then christmas day rolls around and we wake up to the sounds of howling winds actually howling and like, rain and we were whistling a, through the slats of the windows we, we decided to sleep uh with you know like the the windows open so that we can have that tropical experience because like I said it was 24 hours prior um, you know a couple of days before we were in the the blistering cold and the snow and when we got there it was 80 degrees and perfect um, and you know the humidity was just right and the Christmas day it was craziness it was just winds like I thought I was I'm surprised. Our power didn't go out. Power did go out all over the island, uh, but yeah, it they, didn't go out a lot where of we were at. Without power, it looked like it was it was the tail end of a tropical storm up in Japan that that hit us that day, and it, it, we just honestly it was one of the best Christmas days ever because you know we didn't have a Christmas tree. We did our own feel like Christmas, but it did. We did our own Christmas the day before. Uh, New Year's, uh, Christmas Eve, you know, the 23rd. Yeah. We just decided to do our own thing, um, that day. So we could just, you know, do our own little presents and you know, that stuff. So Christmas day, we just got up. We, we actually watched TV all day. <laughs> I spent time like just doing my makeup and like, yeah. hair. like we had a dinner we, um, we, reservation. We did. We went to uh, the top of Waikiki, uh, which is this rotating restaurant, mm-hmm. which we have this really cool time-lapse video that I'm going to post along with the photos mm-hmm. um, of, of the restaurant of our view um, and the food that we got. Again, we got some Rangoons, but this time 
they were goat cheese. <laughs> oh my God. And they were so fucking good. Um, and you know, we didn't decide, we didn't, we didn't think that it was going to be the way it was. I mean, for Christmas day, especially with the weather, the way it well, was all day long. Was just, I was like, it was just crazy yeah. monsoon like weather. It was and then awful. it was like horizontal rain. Like it was, it was blowing like crazy. I, and I then was knocking dinner, coconuts out of trees and breaking car windows. We saw so many rental cars get dropped off with windows broken, probably because of that storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but when Christmas, when Christmas dinner rolled around, we we got in our car and everywhere we needed to go from Ava Beach was like thirty to forty minutes max. Not even like twenty. Just to get to North Shore was like twenty minutes. Yeah, just to get to other parts of the island. This is such a central location that it's so easy to get to the other parts of the island. Like the furthest one away was like Kani Ohe, which is like across the island, but but Eva Beach was like the central point where all of the roads, all of like the freeways and and main roads connected. So if you stayed on that road and just went straight forward, you were basically in Kaneohe. So Mm -hmm. it took like, that was like the longest one. It took like 40 minutes. Super convenient uh, location where we were staying at. So um, finally, just as we were pulling out of the driveway, uh, the, the, Sky started to clear up. The sun was starting to come out. It was partly cloudy uh, for the most part. A little bit of the sun. And, uh, you know, the sun's going down. Our dinner reservations are around sunset. Yeah. Uh, so in that time-lapse video, you'll see you'll see the sun setting. And it's actually a really cool time-lapse. I'm glad that we got that. Um, Thank you. <clears throat> but once we got to <laughs> Waikiki, which is like the the city part. I've been saying all day it was going to be closed. There wasn't going to be anything right. to do. It was Whenever, Christmas Day. Every, every, every Christmas we've ever experienced here in California, uh, at least in our region, it's always, you know, dead. Everywhere you dead. go, it's dead. There's, I love it. There's Quiet. various places that are still open that you expect. Yeah. But other than that, it's just, it's super mellow. These people in Hawaii love their shopping on Christmas it's like Day. It's the biggest shopping day. It's crazy. There were people everywhere. It was super it was like, busy. And it's like we stepped onto the Vegas strip. Yeah, and so the one thing that I that that I came, you know, I came to the conclusion that, well, yeah, everybody's here traveling. Everybody's on vacation. It's a holiday. What else do they what else the are they going to do? Town, it makes they're not going to they're not going to go sit in their resort, know. you know, they're going to go spend their money um on on uh, on, on all the goodies uh, there. So I mean, it makes sense. That was kind of a culture shock. It was right? for me. Like yeah. there was, like it was just open. It was like it was like Waikiki did not stop mm-hmm. at all. And I actually looked at Brandon. I was like, "Wow, we could have been like here. We could have been doing this today." Like, yeah, instead of uh, well, and, but I'm happy we did. And, what we did. And the rain did start to kind of come down after we were walking around mm-hmm. the mall area uh, after Which is our dinner. A mostly outdoor mall. Yeah. So like, so there's areas that are covered. Yeah. But all of Moana is. Um, is basically an outdoor area. So like you walk, so think of it like um, almost like those outlet stores where like the main area you walk through mm-hmm. is mostly exposed. Giggity. And so uh, our dinner was fantastic. Yeah, we got a dinner so for the, two. The goat cheese rangoos are great, but we went all out and we got the, you know, those, those, one of these big meals for two people. Uh, we split a giant porterhouse steak. We had uh, each a lobster tail to ourselves, a couple of crab legs to ourselves. Asparagus, vegetables, potatoes, um, carrots. Yeah, what else? Bread. Oh, yeah, bread. Yeah, like we needed any more. Yeah, but the goat cheese rangoons were the uh, star appetizers. Yeah, they they won. Yeah, they won. Uh, but a really cool experience. I mean, it was it was something special. I think we could have 
we, we got invited to go uh, with Oahu Dave and, and spend Christmas Eve with him and his family, uh, Michelle and Captain Blue. We didn't get home in time. Um, and- but yeah, and I mean, looking back, I kind of wish we did because uh, Michelle great. is uh, an amazing uh at least baker she, she yeah. made some amazing banana bread from the bananas that are on the property and yeah. oh and the cookies were so good um banana bread was great because it was it was is regular it wasn't the bananas you get at the store yeah it's bananas grown right there right on the property. there yeah and and it was it was freshly baked it was just sitting there waiting for us when we arrived so super sweet um uh but but i i'm glad that we did it the way we did it because you know, it was Christmas and it was a destination type of thing. It would have um, been good either way. It was it was the most probably I think it was the most expensive dinner we've done for ourselves. I think that's yeah. what we decided. Yeah. Right. So you're going to say it. It was less than five hundred dollars. <laughs> With tip. How much was it? Oh, about four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that I think that, uh, you know, Rob was talking about the whole work harder soapbox and why we work harder. Um, and he was talking about how much he spends on his meal. You know, they were staying at this resort and they mm-hmm. spent a thousand dollars on dinner every night. And when it comes to Rob, that's totally expected and understandable. You know, that's just the way that, that he's accustomed to. Um, I am so much more excited about a plate of Rangoons for five ninety five. <laughs> then I will like I from an, a hole in the wall, just oh, like no. dude. I remember, uh, but so, I but it was so nice. It was it was really nice though to be pampered. Like it that, was wasn't it, it was it was. But I also I also loved our dim sum experience in Chinatown. Yeah, so it was twenty one dollars. Yeah, so one of these. So every I looked day, up, I looked up the best dim sum places in Chinatown in Oahu, and I came across a couple. And it, but but before we get to that, real quick, every day was was something new, and it was yeah. after Christmas Day. The weather progressively got better and better and better, and we took our snorkel snorkel gear because that's one of the things that we love to do mm-hmm. um, while we're in Hawaii is just have our face down and our asses up in the ocean. So every day, it, the, as the weather got better, we spent more time on beaches than in the water. We got rained out a couple of times, mm-hmm. and so uh, when the weather was finally good enough, we, we decided we'd take it out, take it out to China, Chinatown, and it was this was actually our first full weekend that we were able to spend mm-hmm. in Hawaii because we're normally it, traditionally we'll spend you know we'll, we'll fly in on the like first weekend Sunday, Saturday, or Sunday. Saturday yeah so we didn't we have never really been able to do that but this time we did it from well, Tuesday to Tuesday and the and the one time we were there this last in summer we were flying off of the big island on like Sunday or Saturday or something like that and flying into Maui so we still weren't like staying in one spot over the weekend like we couldn't have we didn't have the opportunity to go to like Farmers markets and things like that right. happen on the weekend. So we decided we'd try the Chinatown thing on Sunday, on which Sunday, I which... should have known better because they're everything Chinatown Chinese related is usually closed on Sundays. Yeah, so or Mondays. We, we walked around a practically uh, dead Chinatown it's with very, very quiet. their markets were open, which was cool. The open markets where they have like all the fresh meats and fishes. Um, for sale, like the stuff that you would see on like, you know. Wish we had a Chinatown here. I would shop there Something every like that. weekend. Oh my God. Those open market fish and meat places. Amazing. So cool. So cool to see and, and fun to experience. Um, so we walked through some of those and we decided we would go uh, check check out this dim sum place. Uh, what was it called? Ginger and garlic? Ginger and garlic. Ginger and garlic. It, 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 we walk in, it's a it's kind of a small hole in the wall type of Chinese restaurant. Tiny. T- super tiny and it was packed and so family style we, 
tables. Too. Yeah. So you, you're sharing tables. You're, you're basically sharing big tables with other families. And there were two seats that opened up right basically right when we walked in, which was great because we were starving. We had been driving around trying to find we some place to eat. We were hangry. <laughs> it was bad though. Cause it was like, we ended up trying to go to a breakfast place and we had to, that we couldn't find. And then it there was, was an like, hour wait when we finally found one. Out, it was yeah, there, hour and forty. Hour minutes. and forty-five minute wait yeah. for one. No, that was the dinner. Oh yeah, that was the was dinner there. place. So hour wait for this other breakfast place, and so we thought, okay, well we'll go walk around and see what happens. And then I thought, we're almost to Chinatown, so we hopped in the car. We hopped down to Chinatown. I mistakenly mapped us all the way across Chinatown. So we had to walk through Chinatown twice to find the restaurant that we passed by when we parked because I was an idiot. We would have been there in like three minutes. Yeah, we parked, it in, took us 20. we parked in one spot and we ended up walking all the way across Chinatown, basically, Some only idiot. to walk right back to where the car was parked because it was like a block away. From, and the whole time the I was like, I seriously saw this right by the car. How did we get this far away from it? it? There was some, something buggy about the GPS. It was, like it was showing real like buggy four that day. different routes that we were supposed to walk. Anyway, wasn't showing up. My like my location wasn't showing up or changing. It was just it's so. And on top of being hungry and in a place we don't know that we don't understand everything, right? Yeah, we seemingly cannot get to food. Totally, <laughs> totally touristy. Yeah, we're we're making the fools of ourselves being oh, tourists. You know how many times we'd stop on a sidewalk, turn around, and walk the other way while staring at our phone GPS. Yeah, we like, were those people. We were. And so we finally get to ginger and garlic. We get to our tables. And if you've ever been always in some places, you know what I'm talking about. They just pull these carts around mm-hmm. and they have these dim sum, uh, you know, little, little boxes, little boxes, steam boxes, little steam boxes. And the lady was really attentive and quick, but, but she was, understand. I couldn't understand a word she said. Not one word. There was, Except for chicken foot. <laughs> I was like, no, that's the only thing I knew to say no to. So she, she, we say yes to a lot of things. We did. We basically, we, didn't know what we were getting, we basically didn't deny a lot of the stuff that she was offering. She showed it to us. And we were like, okay, I, I can basically figure out what's in these. I knew but what a lot most of, these, of them were like the shoe my and like the hat, like a lot the, of these dim sum things are, are wrapped up. So you can't yeah. see all of the content, knew the shrimp one. And I couldn't kind of hear, like, I couldn't understand exactly mm-hmm. what she was saying. So I couldn't really like, you know, try to translate exactly what it was. So it was fun. I heard her say sesame ball and we ended up with egg custards and I don't know how. <laughs> and they had these giant sesame balls. They were like probably they as big like as a the, fist. They were, they were the size of a softball. Yeah. Three I, and three came to an order. And we didn't need that many sesame balls after the one of, of food those would have been more than enough for him and me to split. It ended up being some of the best dim sum I have ever had in my mm-hmm. life. It was amazing. We there the the selection that she gave us, I don't care. Just just feed me. Yeah. I was it wasn't because I was super hungry, but this dim sum was so good. The freshest shrimp, the freshest pork. I mean, it, it was so cool too, just to have it thrown at you. Yeah. We ended up walking out of there after tip, 25 bucks for two people. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Ginger and garlic in Chinatown in Oahu. That that place will go down in history as being one of the best experiences. I will always go back. Great place. Um, and then uh, New Year's New Year's Eve rolls around. That was our, our exit date for our trip. And it was really hard to go because we had a really good time with Oahu Dave. Um, he was such a gracious host, such a nice guy. Um, in fact, we, we ended up staying up late a couple of nights, uh, 
Mrs. Brady. He built a fire for us on the beach. That on first Christmas, night there. Uh, yeah, Christmas Eve. Uh, our first night there, he, he pulled up, a, little, a little bonfire out there on the beach with us. Yeah. And, you know, we, we spent some late nights just hanging out and talking. Super nice guy. Oh. Um, maintains all the properties. So um, he was right there, you know, to help us out. But he's just the best host. The, I think the coolest part of our little private beach area that we had um, was after the storm had blown through. We found some bioluminescence in oh, the sand. Oh, that's right. And it was, so I've, I've experienced some bioluminescence. It's usually just in the water. You see it on the wave break. You see it while you're like canoeing. Like when just you like run glowing, the paddle. Going little yeah. lights in the water. I've seen blue and green. This was blue. And this one was like in the sand. Yeah. And you could pick it up and wipe it across your, you could have literally written words with it. You could wipe it across your finger and it would leave trails. I was obsessed. Every single night I was out there looking for more. So how how much of this is like a natural uh, occurrence totally versus, natural. versus like toxic waste? No, it's totally natural. Yeah. It's a, it's phosphorescence. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I, I Dave was saying that he's never seen that before. And he's always out on that beach at night. And so it was it was a cool experience to, to be able yeah. to, to touch and, and play with that bioluminescence. One of our, so we had a layover in um, Maui for, I felt like 10 minutes because we landed and then we were from Maui to Oahu and on that on the flight, way there. Yeah, yeah. On the way to Oahu, um, Brandon and I ended up getting split. Our seats weren't together. And so for, I don't know, 20 minutes, we weren't together. <laughs> yeah. Just, it was a quick hop really? over from Maui to Oahu. Yeah. But so in my row, I was sitting with a couple who had just gotten engaged on Maui and the guy had grown up on Oahu in um, Waianae. Wai I can't remember if he's called it Waianae or Waianae. I think it was Waianae. Okay. With the area that we had kind of been in. And he was saying that sometimes you can find bioluminescence on the beach. Cool. And Because we got to talking about he lives in Seattle and she lives in um, Seoul, Seoul, Korea. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's going to change for them. I'm happy for them. That's sweet. They were really, really sweet. She was so excited. It was so cute. Um, but I was telling him the first time I ever saw bioluminescence was in the Puget Sound in Washington when I was on Lopez Island. I went and did a sunset. Uh, or no, no. It was, I was a kid and we went out to like, we took the boat out off of um, my aunt's, my, aunt by marriage, uncle by family, married Laura. Laura's mom has a house on this tiny little island called Lopez Island. One ferry on, one ferry off every day. Like this, one ferry a day. And... um. There's her house is like up on a hill and it overlooks the Puget Sound. It's absolutely stunning. And so we would go down onto the boat and we take the boat out at night and it would just glow. Everything glowed when you rolled through. And so that was my first experience with bioluminescence. And I was like, you got to go out there. You got to you got to check it out for yourself. You know, just have some fun out on, in the Puget Sound. And that's when he told me you can find bioluminescence on the beaches in Hawaii nice. sometimes. Nice. And I went, really? And he's, yeah, but it's blue. And so I got really excited because I love blue bioluminescence. I think it's absolutely one of the most spectacular things ever. I've seen it another time in San Diego. Every time the waves broke, it was an electric blue line hit the bottom of that wave. It was insane. Nice. So we were sitting on the beach. I don't remember what happened. I was like kneeling down and I stood up and both of us looked down and there was this big glowing blue dot in my like dent in the sand. And we picked it up, and ever since then, every night we went out looking for it. So that's how I knew what it was for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would have figured it out quickly, but yeah, I, would, I had been clued in to look for some bioluminescence on the beaches anyway. Yeah. And another wild thing about uh, our experience traveling to Hawaii during the holidays 
is every night they'd light off fireworks. Oh my god! And it would progressively get uh, more frequent as it got closer to New Year's Eve. And, and according to Oahu Dave, uh, this is normal. This is something that they do every mm-hmm. year. They're very proud of their fireworks. Um, and they, they should be, and they should be cause it's fucking awesome, but it's terrifying when you're just laying there in bed and all of a sudden you hear a, it and it rattles like the it house. Rattles out and it sounds like a gunshot had just gone off. And then these are not small fireworks. No, they're like M80s, you know, they got the, the big fireworks. So you could, they, they're just lighting off in their front yards. Mortars, and, the ones that go, the big mortars yeah. that go up and yeah. like you'd see it a normal Actually, Dave posted in the podcast page a video of New Year's, New Eve. Year's Eve on Oahu, and it's all just people in houses. It's just houses. This is These aren't resorts. This is not a line of resorts that you're seeing the fireworks go off at. This is neighborhoods. Yeah. And residents. every neighborhood looks like a fireworks. Facility. It looks like the grand finale okay. at, at like a, a fairground yeah. that you would see in, you know, in your hometown yeah. or whatever. But it's like consistent and it's for for miles and miles. As far as the eye can see. And it's just it's just it just keeps going and going and going. And There's it's like no the best. And I, I next year, next time. And I don't know. Next year, next time we're there. I need we need to be there for New Year's Eve. Maybe we'll go for so New Year's can, Eve. And New Year's Day, like we will like leave. We'll leave after Christmas and we'll stay for New Year's. Week. Something so yeah. where it's just so that I can experience this, this fireworks uh, display. Um, but, you know, every night when we were going to bed, we'd hear the And it ultimately, you know, after th- day four, <laughs> you get used to it. Yeah, you you kind of expect it. it. Yeah. And so it was a, it was just a really there cool was experience. a couple of times, though, that I would just be like, I'd be tired and like. I don't know. I had just fallen asleep and something would go off and it would rattle me awake. And I go, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so that was a good time. Once again, I just want to thank Oahu Dave um, and his family, his sister Michelle and come back and uh, Captain Blue and uh, his mom, Lynn, such a wonderful woman. And Zoe, the 12 year old uh, yellow lab who fetches coconuts. Yeah. That's uh, that's, uh, uh, a Michelle and Blue's dog, Zoe would get tied up to, you know, get uh, fastened up to a rope that's on a, a, a palm tree. You Just in case. You never just know. Just in case. <laughs> and uh, Blue would toss out a coconut out into the ocean, and little Zoe would run out there, fetch the coconut, and bring it up to the beach and dig a dig hole. Dig a hole. In the sand. <laughs> and every night we, we made it a point to go out and watch the sunset, and there's just one night when Zoe was out there, and it's just such a cool serene experience just to be sitting there with the tropical sunset on a, mm-hmm. on a private beach, uh, watching dogs play in the, in the ocean and everybody just loving life. It was just such a great experience, such a magical place. And it just reaffirms that Oahu is my favorite. Island. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely my favorite Island. Um, so while we were out there, we did, we did end up catching up on a lot of entertainment, you know, because we didn't have a lot of down. We did have a lot of downtime. Once the sun and goes down and you don't want to go shopping and you don't want to be out at the bars, like we just didn't, we, we didn't want we that. We were into the party scene and we just wanted to have a, a really chill, relaxing time. We ended we up having peace and quiet and we ended up getting it and it was amazing. Um, and so I, I wanted to bring up a couple of things that we did get to see. I did do a review of, uh, the new star Wars, the rise of Skywalker. We talked about it on the live show, um, on Monday, the 6th. Just so, you know, if you want to go back and listen to it, I don't want to really dive any more deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was okay. It was fine. It was good. I gave it a thumbs up. Um, but it was just a cookie cutter Star Wars slash Disney movie that just, you know, didn't 
It, it's not like it's going to go out and win a bunch of awards. It was nothing groundbreaking. It was fun. And that's the end of the story. If I'm going to, it might, this might ruin part of it for some people. So you might want to tune out real quick. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to see a movie about togetherness and happy endings, and I swear to God, the word they used the most in that movie was together. Right. We're going to do this together. together. We're going to make this thing happen. Together, together because we have each other <laughs> it didn't seriously it didn't stop yeah they could make a drinking game out of how many times they said together you would die from alcohol poisoning <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we we ended up uh seeing that kind of later in our vacation uh just because of timing and everything so uh yeah thumbs up to that but eh, it's okay uh but i wanted to read this from sterling he said <clears throat> glad to have you back brando did you watch the new season of letter kenny i thought it was awesome Yes, the new season, season eight of Letterkenny um, is available now on Hulu uh, or Crackle if you have that for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, Crackle? Yeah, that's the that's the original. I crave. I don't know. Oh, maybe it is Crave. I think it's Crave. Yeah, maybe it's Crave. Either way, what it's on Hulu if you want to check Hulu it out. It's on Hulu now. It doesn't yeah, matter. So all eight seasons are available now to stream. And Letterkenny is this show about uh, a small Canadian town of a bunch of- uh, 5,000 people ca- and Canadian, their problems. Yeah, it's, and it's a it's a show derived from a YouTube show called Letterkenny Problems, mm-hmm. um, and you know the, sort the main of characters introduced to some new new groups this time though, didn't we? Yeah, so they've expanded the universe, I guess you could say, of Letterkenny, yeah. um, especially in this last season. But it's so good; the writing is outstanding. It's a it's a situational type of comedy. We, we talked about it before on this uh on on the broadcast and I played some clips of it as well but honestly it, it, I do it no justice in trying to explain it but th- it's just the the it's invaded our lives it's invaded our lives because I of mean, like a, the the, like the we're starting sayings to use that they their do slang. their slang is is totally different than ours obviously you know Canadian and <clears throat> they've got a Canadian Irish uh combination mm-hmm. thing going on there and so it was hard for us to understand what they were saying at first when we start started watching it so we had to now turn on the I subtitles feel like <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh so now it's it's easier it's easier easier to understand as you get acclimated to what the, how they talk and it's super fast paced too. So you got to really be paying attention to it. Um but season 8 is outstanding. It's the latest one. Short, way too short. I think it was only like 7 or 8 episodes. It's too short. Um, yeah, <clears throat> we can never get enough of that. So absolutely <laughs> stirring sterling the the new season of Letterkenny is great and you should watch it right now. It's available on Netflix. Um here's another one uh, from Charles uh, who will touch on another show that we started to try to watch while we were in Hawaii. Uh, he says, uh, I agree with you. The Witcher sucks. Oh, my God. Not just the acting, but the storyline is confusing. So The Witcher is a show on it Netflix. It is. Thank you. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a show on Netflix. Uh, it's starring Henry Cavill. Um, and it's based off of, like, books that ultimately became a video game that now is a TV show on Netflix. Um, Chuck goes on to say, I don't know why my wife likes the show, but I hate it. You don't know why your wife likes the show. Henry Cavill. From what I can see in the show, the main character kills people or monsters and goes to a bar to get drunk. Someone uses him for personal security. And somewhere in the episode, the Witcher gets laid. After the first episode, I was done and went to my home office to work on a coding project. Nerd. Uh, Have you watched Lost in Space? That is one Netflix show I enjoy. Second to Battlestar Galactica. Bears beat Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, so... <clears throat> so The Witcher sucks. Okay, so The Witcher, I have to agree with you on The Witcher because it's like they're really vague about things and I don't know if they're going to open up about what that was, but like 
I can't get through the first episode. I don't I've care. tried it several times. Yeah. I can't do it. I don't care to learn or try to figure it out because that first episode was so awful that it's just Henry Cavill is is a is a doorknob. I just don't. I don't understand. He's, he's so he's boring. Wonder bread. He is so boring. I yeah. mean, he's fine to look at. He was okay in Man of Steel. I mean, the only thing that was good about that Man of Steel Superman movie. Superman doesn't have a lot of lines. Right. And the only thing good that came out of that that uh, Man of Steel movie was the guy that played General Zod, Michael Shannon. I love Michael Shannon. He's an amazing actor. That was the first time I had seen him. Um, in a movie. So if you've seen my, uh, Man of Steel, you know who I'm talking about, the guy who played General Zod. Um, but to Chuck's point, yeah, I would rather watch uh, Lost in Space, which the second season of Lost in Space came out on or around Christmas. Um, so we did end up binging that throughout our stay in Hawaii, and that show's outstanding. I love that show. Such I do a have, good show. I have like the minor complaints about certain things that are just yeah. very complaints. Man, you got you really do have to suspend your disbelief, especially when it comes to like the technical things, the science stuff. Um, but I it is, feel it, like they missed an opportunity because when like the first episode, spoilers ahead, first episode um, of the second season of the second season. They're on a planet and they've been there for like seven months or something like that. And there were just so many opportunities that they could have like, I don't know. Explained why. How I missed they how got they there. got there. Yeah. I Like, I, I feel like really like Maureen really sat for seven months. The and, mom. Yeah, more. Yeah, mom. Um, Mrs. Robinson. She didn't sit there for seven months and not go try and explore that place. Like, what? Like, there's so many things about Whatever. I let it go. <laughs> Clearly. I've let it go. But yes. no, it was a great season. I can't wait for season three. Yep. They left it open for the uh, another great season. But no, unfortunately, I have to Are wait another convinced? year. convinced What's-Her-Face is dead? Uh, Dr. Smith? No. I don't think she's dead either. I don't think she's dead. No. Um, and the Dr. Smith character, she's played by uh, Parker Posey. I love Parker Posey. She, you, start the, to, you start to love her. She's like the anti-hero she in the is. show. And, and I... I Thought she was amazing in season one, but I think she was even better in season two. Oh, yeah. And she's just one like, of those obscure actresses that you don't really. Obscure. She seems to be one of those more obscure like character actresses that you don't see in a lot of things. But when you yeah. do see her, it's like, wow, this she's a really oh, good I actress. I love Parker Posey. Yeah. Um, so uh, skip on The Witcher, but definitely go watch Lost in Space. Um, and Rick has a little bit of a defense for The Witcher. Maybe this can convince us. Maybe. Uh, Rick says, finish The Witcher, please, and then judge it. Excuse me. Uh, he's very stern. He's very serious about this. It's based off of a series of books and video game <laughs> series. It's way better than Game of Thrones. Everything you want and more. The story can be a bit confusing at first due to the show having three character arcs at different timelines, but coming together at the end. Based on your taste, it would be hard for me to understand why you wouldn't like this show. Other than you flat out don't like Henry Cavill, therefore dismissing this amazing show. First of all, uh, Game of Thrones, I never Hated watched it. one episode. You watched some I of it. I bounced after the Red Wedding. I have never watched an episode of Game of Thrones, so if you're going to compare it to that, I do not you care. Don't ha you're not, you're, you're not going to get me with that. That's, that's not... And I can handle three character arcs at different timelines. That, that you know, I can I can put those things together. There was just not enough compelling content in the first episode for me to go. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna actually commit my time to figuring this out because it just it was so lackluster and boring to me. He's so I don't know. 
Yeah. You're right. Yeah. He's just like. He's just so I don't know. He's like, it's like he's trying to be stoic, but he just becomes unemotional. Yeah. There's not like, I'm not, I can't connect to him. I, uh, whatever. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I don't usually give men a second try, let alone a third. So I'm probably not going to give Witcher a third try. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I think that that covers pretty much everything uh, for for our break. When we... It does not. Oh, that's right. The pussy potty. And the first, we got the kittens. Exactly. That's what I was, that's yeah. what was going to lead to it. So we got yeah. two new Bengal kittens, which now brings our uh, family zoo up to six cats and two dogs. Too many. Uh, yes, way too many. So we're going to start uh, quote unquote losing animals. No, I'm just kidding. We're just gonna get, we're just gonna get a bigger place, which is all in the works. Uh, which is all in the works for us, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got two new bundles of joy at the house, and they're actually really fucking fun. Um, we haven't named them yet, but they Working are. They're like what three months old? Four yeah, they're old? they're all they're gonna be four months on Friday. And they're two uh, very wild Bengal cats. We call them Thing One and Thing Two. Mm-hmm. Appropriately, uh, the, the one of them is is more of a reddish color. It's called that's, Sorel. That's Thing One because that was the first one that we picked. That's Thing Two. Oh, sorry. Um, the the darker spotted one was Thing One. Thing One. That's okay. the one that we first picked and purchased. And then and the, the red family. one was like, okay, well, they're siblings and you can give us a discount for the second one. And they do actually do a lot better when they, uh, they are when they're paired. So cute. And they're, they're so much fun. And so, uh, with, uh, <clears throat> Haley's birthday coming up this month and the cats arrived, we've kind of created this pseudo birthday party slash baby shower slash uh, kitten party there's a baby registry on amazon but it's full of kitten stuff which is a really (laughs) cute and creative idea for for you for you know for for your birthday but but it's something for it's for your birthday it's something i love but it doesn't have to be for me but we're creating this this party that we're going to have and it's called the pussy potty and we have uh, P-A-W-T-Y, not P-O-T-T-Y. Right. Um, and we're having uh, a bunch of close friends and family come and hang out. And we're going to have everybody play with the cats and play with the dogs. And it's basically going to be a petting zoo type of thing. Yeah. Um, with food. And, and everybody's going to be wearing some sort of leopard, leopard print, print, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, mandatory. And I'm even going to get some leopard print pants. <laughs> and it's going to be ridiculously fun. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Um, so we've been planning that and the whole baby registry thing is, is hilarious. Um, am I missing anything else about that? I don't think so. Um, do you love the kittens? I do love the kittens. I do. I was very reluctant at first because, you know, when you hear six cats, you think kitty litter and food and vet bills, but they're super easy to, to manage and we've done worse. We've had a lot worse and a lot more. Um, Don't forget we use a foster. Yeah, we've we've done a lot worse and had a lot more animals in our care. Uh, but we've got such a good thing set up and we're, we're good teammates and we've got great animals, it fortunately, and, it's, and it, it's worked out. Um, so I do love them and it's really, it's been a lot of fun and I'm excited to watch them grow up and mm-hmm. grow more into their personalities. And we got to find out those names though. We're still working on it. What are, what are the, uh, the, 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 Ruka and what else? Oh, I was thinking of Ruka and Haina. Because I love those names. Haina is slang in Mexican for queen. Mm-hmm. Ruka is slang for whore. I love it. <laughs> I think that'd be so cool. Haina and Ruka. <clears throat> I know, 
but go home and call him that. It doesn't stick. Yeah, I know. That's the other thing. You got, it's got to fit their personality. It's like, so. it's like it has to come from them, and they're not ready to give up their names yet. We were talking about uh, Kit and Dottie from A League of Their Own, because mm-hmm. the, the kittens are sisters, and those are the sisters from A League mm-hmm. of Their Own. Which is cute. That's cute. What are, what are the other ones? Oh, I... <laughs> Um, the word Mitsu. Oh, that's the right. You're Mitsu. like, oh, Mitsu. That's a good name. And I, and then I said, well, how about the other one? We can name it Bishi. And and I thought it was cute. Bishi's cute. Yeah, you. That was your reaction, right? He's like, whoa, where, where did you come up with that name? And then Both. I just typed out Mitsubishi. I felt so fucking stupid. It was like, <laughs> you know what's sad is that on the text, he got the satisfaction of it looking like he told me what it was, and me like thinking it was. Oh, God, I'm so stupid. What happened was... What had happened was... At the time, he was typing out Mitsubishi. I was typing out, I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> His got to me first. <laughs> yeah. That was a good time. I still think that'd be a cool thing. A cool Actually, name. I don't Mitsu know. Mitsu and Bishi? Yeah. So Mitsu Can we call one Mitty and the other one Bishi? Bishi's so cute. Yeah, I like that name. Yeah, so we're gonna we got to. But we're not like out. huge Mitsubishi fans. It's not like we're. No, it's it's not even like that. It's not like we have BMWs and we're naming everything Beamer. What else do we have? Oh, we have a couple on uh, ones here. Uh, Zuzu means beautiful and confident woman. Um, Zeno is legendary and godlike. Zora, crazy but mature for her age. Zeta is meaning of life. Zuri, Swahili for beautiful. Zia is light in Urdu. Um, Zaya is 10 out of 10 girl a dime. <laughs> um, Snick, which is Z-N-I-C-K, is cool or slick. Uh, Zoe is a trustworthy girl. Baz is royal or kingly. So I actually thought about Baz and Zuzu um, because in Futurama as well, there is a creature named Bazuzu that saves Farnsworth from the Fountain of Youth. And I thought, how funny you could put those two words together and it would actually mean something. Yeah. So I think I, there's a lot of great contenders, but it's really going to boil are. down to the personality and it if really it really is. sticks to the cat. I've had Sometimes, some really good suggestions from friends, yeah. but some of them have been repeats and it sucks because, like, Ruby, like repeats that you've already had animals with those names. Yeah. My biggest rule is I can never repeat a name for an animal. Um, that I've either fostered or owned. So as much as I would love to call the red one Ruby, and it would be very fitting, my one great dog love was named Ruby, and I cannot name another animal that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my aunt has a cat named Juniper, uh, which was another suggestion. Um, my sister had a cat named Amelia. That was another suggestion. Um, everybody keeps doing the like the duos. Um, there is one suggestion that's gaining traction, and it's Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> my dorky friends that would be good so yeah that's where we're at right now but um sometimes the names comes easy come easy but i think this time we're, we're going to take our time with it and hopefully by the by the time the party rolls around in the next couple of weeks we'll be able to uh announce some names God, i hope so yeah, we're we'll going to be having a naming contest yeah that'll be fun oh my god yeah that'll be cool oh well and names by then though and you know, pictures uh, will will be taken from from the events, and we'll post those online as well. So um, I think that covers our our vacation recap. The only other thing we didn't really cover was our investigation with Sac Spirit, but that's ah. going to be a whole other podcast coming together. soon. We actually over our vacation went out to Lodi with Brent and Melissa from Sac Spirit to do another paranormal investigation. In this case, it was it was kind of a uh, emergency type of situation where kids were being terrified and, and animals were actually being harmed 
Um, so Melissa and Brent thought that this would warrant for an emergency type of uh, investigation. No and spoilers, but we got some really cool stuff on film. Yeah, really cool evidence of uh, some paranormal activity that was going on. And, and by the time we were done, I, 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 it's safe to say that things have gotten a lot better since uh, since we went there and, and did our thing and cleansed the place. And it was really Really pretty creepy. I'm not going to lie. There were moments there that made me very unsettled. Um, and uh, hopefully we can, you know, uh, make make it worthy of, of you know, displaying all of those things that we went through. Um, but yeah. we've got plenty of content that we got to go through. And uh, we'll have that in the next couple of weeks. Because next week, of course, Pat and uh, some players from the Pig Bowl teams and uh, uh, some other uh, law enforcement officers are going to be coming in for next week's podcast. I'll be here hiding in the corner. With uh, with her hand, uh, probably in her nether regions. And... Probably. I'll just wear a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is going to be fun. All right. Uh, happy 2020. Happy New Year. And I'm looking forward to another great uh, great year with, with all you prod heads and uh, giving you some, some good quality content here <clears throat> on the podcast. Um, and until next time, aloha and namaste, bitches. The Rad... Broadcast.